People, this is Jay Z bringing you your dose of the midweek muscle. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whenever you're deciding to listen into this cast. I absolutely thank you for being here with me today. As you know, it's, it's the Tuesday, Wednesday before uh, Thanksgiving, and so if you're finding time to listen into a podcast, it is not missed on me that you chose. Us. So thank you very much for tuning in. Um, trying to get at you this morning, trying to get at you bright and early, a little less early than what we usually do. And I'm sorry, the last few weeks has been really difficult to make things happen before 7 a.m. And I'm, I'm not exactly sure what's impacting me in the worst way possible. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I promise you guys every Wednesday and every Wednesday indeed is how I show up. So um, forgive me and I'll figure out a plan. I'll figure out a solution. Hey, if you guys have anything, please let me know. Let me know. Maybe a little bit, please. Anyways, guys. Um, wow. You know, you think about it. It's already Thanksgiving. Um Jeez, celebrating the holidays in 2020, it's almost bittersweet, right? Like, I want to celebrate because it's traditional and who thought I had a traditional bone in my body, but I don't want to celebrate because there's a lot going on and I don't want anything else to get any worse. And I just don't even know what I should do. Right. So if you felt a collection of those expressions or if any of those ideas have been ruminating in your mind up there, then yes, I get it. It's already time to celebrate the holidays and it it feels different and it definitely looks different than holidays past. So uh, with this year on hyperspeed, for real, because there's been a lot going on since January, right? Um that I think there's just an undeniable link to learning. Like we we cannot deny how much we've learned and how much we've had to pivot just this year alone. Um, we've had to learn so much about the ways in which we can shift, pivot, and we've also witnessed those who haven't. And we've seen how that, and we've seen that impact too, right? Um, but I want to take some time like right now to just applaud you and the many, many, many things that you've accomplished or that you've made it through up through today. I mean, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And because today is new and we don't know the outcome of it yet, I can't predict it. I'm not a, a magi. I don't have any special skills to predict your outcome of your day, but um, I definitely know that what you've done up until thus far is listen. Sometimes surviving is one of the best things that you can do, but you've you've made it this far and you've made it through some difficult days, I'm sure. Um, and so I just want to take that time to like celebrate you right now. Yes. So if you're joining us for the first time, this podcast was created to just identify barriers that can stand in the way and, and, and generally get, hold us back and hold us up 
like goodness, I couldn't even find the words. Um, but yes, barriers that have a tendency to hold us back and hold us up. And, you know, sometimes it's matters of the head and matters of the heart, um, which is why, boom, the midweek muscle in the middle of the week to help give you a boost to get you through the end of the week. Um, and so again, uh, we aim to give a little bit of perspective and maybe it's in a short dose to help give you the boost you need to finish out your week strong. And so again, um, by applauding you what you've accomplished so far, you know, man, you can take a deep breath on that. You can take a deep breath. But really quick, before you throw up that OOO sign, the out of the office sign, or that OOO email reply, check this out. Have you done what you've needed to do so you can rest during this quick break without it terrorizing your thoughts or terrorizing your mind? Can can you do that? Did you do that? You know, I, I forgive me, but I've been in places where I was quick to throw up the out of office reply, but I still left things on the plate. So I was walking in to <laughs> catch it, catch that drift. I left things on the plate. Um, I still left things high level things to do, high priority things to do. And when I would go on the break, it never felt like a break because I was always thinking about what am I going to do when I get back? And again, that'll always be there. Some of our jobs, some of the people who tune into the midweek muscle, some of our jobs uh, have a higher intensity or higher stress rate than um, others, right? And so we, we get that. We not a problem, no harm, no foul. Sometimes that will always be there no matter how much you do. And so sometimes you just have to just set it down, which we get it. We get it. You have to set it down. You have to block it out. You can't take that into another part of your home. If you've been working remote, um, or, you know, if you've had to go to the office, which some of, some of us have, um, you know, try not to take that home with you. And so, Again, the hardest part of what we've been through this year is how to separate the two and fully rest when it's time to rest and not feel so quick to jump back into work, even though you're remote, right? So again, just applauding you for what you've done um, and, and making sure that you can really take the break. That's all I want to do. I just want to make sure you can take that break because anytime you can stop and pause and breathe, is a time where you may need to relax and focus on doing something that brings you healing or brings you peace or brings you joy. Like I'm saying healing first. There's a big reason why I'm saying healing first is because you can experience joyful things without having peace in your heart. And you can experience joyful things uh, without practicing healing methods. And so again, I say healing because this year has been packed with grief uh, on some ends and success or some joyful moments on some other ends. Like let's not negate the happy things that we've been through. Hello, weddings have still been happening during 2020. Babies were still born during 2020. Um, uh, uh, baby celebration and baby showers and wedding bridal showers and all those things were still taking place in 2020. People met goals in 2020. People lost weight in 2020. People got their grip together in 2020. Some people got jobs 
you know, again, there's a lot of things that we can tip our hat to and say, okay, I did that. And even if you hadn't done any of those things, can you relax and can you take a moment and just breathe and say, boom, okay, I did that. Okay. Yes, I did that. I manage kids in this house and they're still alive. I haven't killed them yet. Um, and I'm still making their meals and still making sure they're online learning and still cooking for my entire household, washing their dishes and still trying to get a little me time in. You know, again, there's a lot of things that you've done. There's a lot of things that you've done, whether you're a parent or not. Um, and so please don't find the time to riddle that with, oh, I haven't done much. Absolutely, you have. To just be is enough. <laughs> You hear me? To just be is enough. So, uh, yeah, Thanksgiving. You know, I keep I keep going back to it because tomorrow for a lot of us um, this year, we know it's going to be a hard one. Right. There's some tough decisions having to be made or will be decided on tonight. Maybe um, me and my family, we always we always break bread a little early because um, the work I used to do in retail um I always had to work on Thanksgiving as a precursor to the madness of Black Friday. So I just never really got to enjoy Thanksgiving dinner. Um, I would always have to take it either on the go or cook for my team so we could eat at work, you know. So it wasn't, you know, that in and of itself, I kind of miss it a little bit. But I don't miss the hustle and bustle of those moments where I'm just highly stressed out and just trying to make it work, eating on the go and then going out and talking to customer X, Y, and Z who might yell at me, right? Uh, because customers were a little angry too. So, um, you know, uh, for retail workers, that's why I get a little sensitive during this time of the year, you know, Thanksgiving and Black Friday is the kickoff to extended work hours. So earlier mornings, later nights, more floor moves and more just displays and showings just to drive people into the store. And I can only imagine what it feels like this year. Um, you know, with, with increased opposition because of COVID. So I, I don't know exactly what that looks like. Um, but I know that it, that's what it, that tradition sort of carried over for me and my family. Oh, uh, so we've already had our Thanksgiving. So I'm planning on doing nothing tomorrow. Um, you know, putting my creative juices to work and doing something, but I plan on doing nothing tomorrow. So, um, you know, what did I cook? Well, I love Thanksgiving because it gives me a chance to express my creative side of cooking. Um, and let's be real, I almost chopped my thumb off on Sunday. Yes, I was using a mandolin. Enough said, right? <laughs> it's so painful, y'all. It's so painful. But I love making things from scratch. It's hard, uh, but super tasty. So I made a cranberry sauce. Super solid recipe. Love it little bit of orange juice and sugar. You're good. Um, I know who knew, right? Um, I made cheesy scalloped potatoes in a sweet potato casserole. And those are all party foods. You don't get them every day. Cause if you did, you, you would not achieve any weight goal that ever, you know, especially for me. And I've been gaining weight. This quarantine has just, it's done a number on me. So anyways, um, that's what I made. And I didn't make anything else because Dear Mama came in and kind of took over the kitchen. And y'all know her personality when she came in on the, over the summertime. 
um, talking about how old folks do. No offense if you're older. I love I I love relationships with older people. They have so much wisdom. So does my mama, but she takes over when we get in the kitchen. So that was the only the only time I got in the kitchen was the time to make that, and she made everything else: turkey, um, Brussels sprouts, green beans, stuffing, her famous dressing, and sweet potato pies. So. Yeah, we had a good feast and we've been able to, you know, kind of snack on it for the last couple of days. So I don't know what I'm going to do for Thursday. If anybody's looking to give me something to eat, I might pop over. Well, or maybe get a plate at the door or something. I don't know. But anyways, yeah. So there's, there's just, yeah, there was a lot that we had to do already this week. And I'm excited about, you know, being able to relax on Thursday. Check this out. Uh, we protected her head this time while she was in the kitchen. Last time y'all heard of her, heard her talk, she was talking about how she bumped her head and cracked it open. Uh, we protected her head this time. Don't worry. Um, but uh, okay, there's, uh, you know, moving on. There's a lot of speculation around Thanksgiving and what is considered safe with the ongoing spread and increase of COVID-19 cases. We get it. And our worlds are being rocked yet again with kids returning to remote learning. And some of their activities being paused, like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do as parents? Like, check on your parent friends because they're hanging on by a thread. <laughs> um, but the kiddos' activities have been paused for the time being. So I'm curious to see how we fare out after Thanksgiving. But I happened to stumble upon this article, an episode from NPR, and in an interview they did with an epidemiologist around what she thinks in regards to the actions that the states are taking, that multiple states are taking to prevent the spread and for us to successfully celebrate the holidays. So here's a snip of what she has to say. A lot by now, but it is still true. The safest way to celebrate Thanksgiving this year is with members of your immediate household only. The level of coronavirus in this country right now means the chances of encountering an infected person while traveling to a bigger celebration or while sitting at the table are very real. But if we really want to turn this current surge around, epidemiologists say our leaders need to do more than just order people not to see friends and family. That brings us to Ellie Murray. She's one of those epidemiologists. She's at Boston University's School of Public Health, and she joins us now. Welcome. Hi. So what do we know at this point about exactly where people are contracting the virus? So when we look at the reports that the health departments are putting out at each state, a lot of that is happening in workplaces like meatpacking plants or warehouses, institutional settings like prisons or retirement communities. And then there's also a lot that's happening in businesses like restaurants and bars where people spend a considerable amount of time indoors with a lot of people that they wouldn't normally be spending their time with. Well, what about small gatherings? Yeah, so small gatherings definitely do have some risk. And I think one of the things that makes them particularly risky, things like sleepovers or dinner parties, is that people let down their guard and they aren't wearing their masks and they're indoors. And so small gatherings are definitely a potential source of infection, but it doesn't seem like there's any clear evidence that those are what are particularly driving the infection. If we can get infections down across the board, those small gatherings will become safer. I'm wondering when we see some states like Minnesota restricting even outdoor gatherings of multiple households, 
Does the science actually back up that those kinds of decisions are helpful? So every gathering has some potential for transmission, but outdoor gatherings, especially ones that are you know really outdoors in the fresh air, we're not talking those tents or bubbles and people have space to spread out, that is the lowest risk possible situation. And that should really be the last thing that we're putting regulation in place to stop. You know, we've seen a lot of governments in the summer were closing beaches and closing parks, and those are actually where we should be encouraging people to go instead of restaurants and, and things like that. Well, what about curfews? We've seen some states impose a curfew on bars and restaurants. What's the evidence that making people go home at a certain time helps limit spread? So I've spoken with a lot of other epidemiologists and and public health specialists, and we're not really sure at all where the justification in terms of the science for these curfews is. I think that the assumption is that some people will decrease their planned activities because of the curfews. I mean, wouldn't people just go out earlier? Right. So this is the concern. More people concentrated in a smaller time window. Well, then what should local authorities focus on in trying to make the biggest dent possible in transmission these days? Yeah. So I think that, you know, we have seen really large spread happening from things like bars, especially And I think that those places need to be closed down for at least until we can get um, a handle on the current surge. And also governments need to be thinking about how to help support the businesses and employees in being able to close those places down, restaurants, bars. Also, stronger enforcement of distancing in workplaces. There are a lot of sort of ways that governments can intervene to minimize the amounts of contacts people are having. And they really need to step up and do that. Ellie Murray is an epidemiologist at Boston University School of Public Health. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. And now more from NPR. Live from NPR News, I'm... Now, let me be the first to say, by all means, this is no attack on any entrepreneur, their business in regard to what she says. I just found her perspective interesting. Um her thoughts on what should be encouraged and not, you know, based on assumptions uh, of, you know, the range of thinking of how to stop the spread and what, like, are we, are we resorting back to things, actions that we took in the past because of the things that we didn't know, or how about operating on the things that we do know now and, and how it impacts human behavior now. I just found it really interesting. So, you know, uh, you know, rather imposing curfews is the right thing to do or not, or imposing that restaurant owners and bars during the busiest times of their years, uh, for their businesses should be shut down. You know, I, I, I really, I really, in my, in my thinking, I really hope that, um, our small business owners and our entrepreneurs, especially in the restaurant and bar industry and all other industries get the support they need because the PPP over 80, 88% of it is out. It's gone. Those margins are already small. Those windows were tight as is and it's dried up. And so they need relief in a big way, especially if they're going to impose additional um, restrictions. And so I just, I find it a little unfair to impose a restriction, but not give those business owners uh, said relief 
uh, from the impact of those restrictions. You know, it's really, really hard, right? Um, and so I, I'm, I'm not quite sure what that looks like, uh, but I just found it interesting. Um, and nobody's ready to throw on a parka and go outside in the cold and cut hot turkey out in the cold and eat cold food sitting around in camp chairs. I mean, unless your setup is bomb like that and you got those like random space heaters on your patio and everybody's comfortable and they're freezing for real, but not for real because you got the heat lamps. Cool. Do you? But I know that's not typical of most homes and most families. So it's a little tricky, right? Um, through and through, I, I want you to know I want you guys to know that I'm super grateful for you. Super grateful. And I want to know what you're grateful for. I'd love to see your responses um, come through or or social media at the Midweek Muscle um, or uh, Jay-Z at themidweekmuscle.com. Those are all ways to share. Um, you know, it's it's just really hard to dig deep and find it, but I know it's there. I'd love to know what you're grateful for. And I hope that you can find it in your heart to celebrate joy in your family in creative ways that doesn't expose them, that doesn't put that added pressure on um, uh, of, of what may come once you make this decision. Be safe. Stay vigilant. A vaccine is coming. And even if you're not quick to rush into the line for a vaccine, uh, make, you know, you're empowered to make a decision to help you and your family at any time. So even though it's not an ideal situation, but nor is running to the doctors and awaiting a test or running to the ER, right? So I, I, I know that it's a little difficult this year, but there's still opportunities and ways to celebrate and to still, and to still feel loved and supported and cared for by your family and your loved ones. So Make sure you eat and share good memories, bad memories in between. Have good conversation and enjoy. Enjoy. And in the meantime, next week, guess where you can find me? That's right, right here. Thank you guys so much for everything that you continue to give, your time, your effort, your energy. If you've made it all the way through to this point, you have completed the listening of this podcast. I thank you so much uh, for everything that you give. Go out there, spread joy in any ways that you can. Be kind. Uh, Everybody's going to the same curfew-imposed place (laughs) or to their respective places, right? So uh, be kind. Be kind as much as you can. Um, There's a lot to frown about, but there are certainly things to smile about. I love you guys. I thank you. And I hope you have a great holiday celebration and a great ending to your week. And for that, let's kick butt this week. Let's eat good this week. And as always, let's go.